0: Monday Night Raw Podcast from the shadows Blip Doing the damn thing WWE uh, Where was the show last night? It was a really good one We was out in New Orleans. I tell you WWE travels across the globe Bro I don't even remember where they were last week That's just how crazy uh, Their travel schedule is On top of You know The live event Whatever Anyway, show opens up with uh, a friend of the podcast, uh, Sasha Banks, uh, apparently addressing all of the controversy surrounding her return. Uh, It was promoted that she would be having a match with Natalia later on. I thought for a second that the show was going to open up with that, like, oh man, this is actually almost main event worthy from an in ring perspective. But I mean, to give the match some some hype, put a little bit of gas on the flame, I ain't mad at all. So um, Sasha came out. He gave uh, somewhat of an in depth uh, analysis and a recap of uh, what what's been taking place with her since her return and, uh, you know, just does the heel thing. Some people are saying that it felt, uh, forced, felt manufactured, and it wasn't really, uh, something that made Sasha look the greatest. I'm not really gonna say I'm Up or down on that opening segment, I would just say that uh, it was good to have her back and uh, practicing her promo being back now. You know, there's still much more time. She's right now, the rivalry is with her and Becky, it's not necessarily with her and Natty. So, in the three weeks we have left, uh, leading into Clash of Champions, I think that this was a good way. For Sasha to just get her her water legs back, if you will, and get right back to uh, you know doing doing the damn thing, you know, in WWE. But either way, um, this is a nice little warm up, little tune up with you know the, the mama in ring. But either way, she was going and going and going, and this brings Natty out. So. Natty ready to brawl. They go at it. Natty's arm was still a little injured from last week and uh, from what was it, Summerslam? And it was good. It was good stuff. They went at it. Had a pull apart brawl. It ended in a draw. I'm looking at all of the blows, all of the, uh, all of the shots. It was good stuff. It was. I couldn't be upset at any of it. They did exactly what they needed to do The Officials came out, refs trying to break it up Couldn't for a little while Because there was a There was some Some animosity there You know, these guys used to be uh, Very close friends And now apparently You know, they're not anymore Since Sasha's been back Oh, in her little spiel uh, She She talks about the little Rumors at Mania Said that Her and Bailey were on the floor crying because they couldn't get the championships. I mean, it's a warm up to Hill Sasha. I'm talking about she didn't care about the women's tag championships. She didn't really want to be in the match to begin with, even though you know she I mean she's just trying to do the friend thing. <laughs> let's let's just pause for a second. We close out this opening segment. It was a good fight, but look, those women's tag team championships were a Christmas gift. From Mr. McMantaclaws God damn it So let's put a little bit of respect on them They're they're good titles I think there's still time to grow them and nurture them And I I think it was Some people saying in a way it devalues You know the championships And the women's tag division And it's like alright Let's not not be too hasty Just trying to figure out things to do With the championships Try to make some Uh some different play calls throwing the belts on the iconics after Sasha and Bailey and uh, you know there's still much to do it, it, look it, it, NXT is coming to USA it's going to be a lot easier for the women's tag team champions to just make that trip to full sale one day they're not being used and I mean just so a quick treat for the NXT universe and that's just one thing defending them across brands this is this is something that I think will eventually take hold but at least we know that the championships are there and we'll get, it it's like a brand new superstar <laughs> you know coming to the main roster and having to get acclimated with finding out where they can have some good TV time. Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross right now are holding them and they do bring a level of interest to the championships so this is where they're at for right now they'll continue to grow as time progresses we know that people want to uh see you know what's how can we say what's going to happen eventually so just give us some time that's how i feel about doing this tag team championships right now and it's it's giving it's doing the world a good for nikki cross right now personally in my opinion i think uh her graphic, it was, it looked hilarious, holding the championship, you know, and, you know, our couple stuff, it's not bad, either way, um, good opening segment, next up, King of the Ring, what is this, I believe this is the second round, Drew McIntyre, or well, was it, the, either way, either way, Drew McIntyre taking on Ricochet, to see who will advance, and, um, it was good It was a great match Between the two Definitely back and forth <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Great power moves from, uh, from Drew Great Great offense And selling from Ricochet Drew also did excellently But he was definitely more slotted In the power role that match And he played his part very well I think, honestly, right now, with some of these losses that Drew's taking in an in, in arena where wins and losses don't necessarily matter as much as they could, this is definitely grooming and positioning him for when he is put right on the top of the mountain, where he and many others in the WWE Universe believes he belongs. I'm behind him, but I also see the true character development in uh, his story, or his storylines right now. I think he's doing very well. I think each time he's in the ring, he looks great, and the people already care about him, so it's just in, uh, whenever the guys in creative are going to decide to pull the trigger on him. Uh, He was, he went for the crown and the scepter, tried to get everybody an idea of, what it could look and feel like with him as king of the ring Mm, after the match though which was it was really good because you want to know how he's gonna how he's gonna stay down for three how is he gonna have enough uh how is ricochet gonna keep him down long enough to hit the 630 that recoil of what the second or the top rope one of them areas look that was perfect. It was a great way to finish telling that, what well, to, to, to tell that story in general, and it was an, it was a good closing sequence. Ricochet looked uh, fatigued enough uh, going through that war with uh, the the savage Scotsman. I heard that one. That that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, it was a good match. I don't think uh, I don't I don't look at Drew any differently. I still know that he's a complete. He is dominant in the ring. He is, he is calculated. He's cold. It was a spot where that Glasgow kiss came in. That headbutt was amazing just where it was at. And Ricochet already had momentum from, I think, jumping off of the ring steps outside. So it was just like a lot of good moments, a lot of good highlight spots. That re- The inverted or reverse Alabama slam was great. Ricochet really flattened himself with that. Uh, I believe the what is, did they do that power slam or was that another match? Either way, Ricochet picked up the victory, but Drew McIntyre still looked awesome, and uh, the Ricochet moves forward in the King of the Ring tournament. And we got my man The Miz taking on Baron Corbin. Uh, right now, people aren't some are you know I wouldn't say souring, but they're not the highest on babyface Miz. I think the slow progression to Miz becoming a babyface has actually been very cool. Him being a babyface now, you know, rocking with the fans, being on the show, uh, Miz and Mrs. on USA Network, uh, about to have the season finale. And, you know, him just doing the Miz dad thing right now, just embracing this part of his character is fine. I mean, he hasn't picked up too, too many victories, but at the same time, he definitely is solidified and gets a reaction and great reception from the live crowd each and every time he goes out there so I think that definitely solidifies him as a baby face and if ever he does feel like turning heel again man I'm still hyped to see him in an intercontinental championship run well with another one or at least in a rivalry with Shinsuke and, uh, and Sammy but we don't know we'll see all in all it was a good match and it, pardon me, uh, Baron Corbin moves forward off of a great end of day spot. Miss the skull crusher finale, got, got the one two kick out. What we know that that's miss, this the miss is the miss's finishing move. So, you know, for that part of the story to be told like that, like, don't come around here with that weak ish, uh, Baron Corbin. <laughs> Man, look, the former constable and acting uh, GM of Monday Night Raw he came out and he, he showed out, man. He had great spots, great moments, and he's trying to win the tournament in spite of the WWE Universe, not wanting him to win at all. So I think that that is personally hilarious. I think it's great that he's, uh, you know, taking all of the negativity and, you know, just using that as a, a source of fuel to, uh, you know, propel himself to greater things. Some call it superstitious, some call it not. I mean, if you are superstitious, then you can totally see that uh, putting on the king's crown and, you know, using, having a scepter in hand, it leads to, you know, a loss. Or at least if you go with Drew McIntyre's way. So, Corbin, <laughs> his head, it definitely fit the crown, I'll say that, you know, but he moved on, and he, after, I think after he won the match, he went down there and, you know, went through all of that, so uh, he was very, very uh, giddy and cheesy, not, I want to say like cheesy as in just smiling really, really hard, and when he, you know, had it, so it was, it was okay you know it wasn't something i was uh upset about i thought it was you know it was it was good hill stuff and if anything and you know something i constantly come back to but this it just has so much of mr mcmahon trolling the crowd it just oh my god the people were so mad at barricorn but i don't know though i think it, I don't know, you know, we care about the WWE Universe in their opinion also, so if Corbin does win, does that, does that sour the tournament? I hope it, I would hope that it doesn't, but either way, it's still, you know, still had its fair element of comedy to it, to those that are watching without trying to, you know, become too uh, upset or immersed in aspects of the product, but yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin picks up the victory off the End of Days, of course, and uh, moves forward in the King of the Ring tournament. SmackDown Women's Champion, Bailey, we love you, Bailey, uh, took on Nikki Cross. Match was great. The graphic leading into it was great. And you know what was better? The small amount of back-and-forth offense they both got in before uh, Bailey was able to hit that elbow drop. Now, it, it, it looked like from let's say outside of the ring, just looking at <clears throat> the athleticism and the in-ring story, um, I, I guess Nikki Cross was bracing for the impact from the elbow. So this is why she raised up a little bit and uh, barely got the got pretty much all of it landed directly in the uh, in a in a chest cavity, right near a heart area, and it's like, oh man, what impact! Like, that's how I felt when I saw the elbow, and, um, yeah, but what we're going to call it is Nikki Cross still having the wherewithal to try to get up, but it it all happened just too fast for her, so, uh, you know, barely picked up the victory off of that flying elbow. Good stuff, not mad, you know, wild card, get over it, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it was all right. Let's move on to the next one. Okay, we got a who's who in a tag team eight-team turmoil match. Look, it, it, <laughs> if anybody over at WWE is paying attention, <laughs> I would just make the joke of at least it wasn't six-man tags, right? I'm not mad at seeing any of the tag teams in there doing anything. I will not dare go down this whole list of tag teams, but it was a cool gauntlet the the main focal point was the newly uh put together team of Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode I've heard some great names Zigglorious uh Rudolph I I don't know but it was pretty funny it was uh good to see him in there doing that just to I, I maybe I'm a little biased towards Ziggy maybe I like Ziggy more than I even recognize I think uh I care about the character and, you know, since he signed on and he is a gatekeeper, I continue to say that he's, you know, still being positioned as a top superstar. Main part of this is the and there were every one of those uh, quick face offs outside of the matchup with the B team, which uh, you know, is unfortunate for the guys. But, you know, this is this is what it is for right now. I don't want to say anybody's p- putting on weight. Or gaining weight or anything like that, but uh, Baron Corbin's been in the gym, and it looks almost like Bo Dallas has been enjoying catering. I don't know though. I don't know, but uh, what, what, what was it? Bo leaving Bo? I still believe. So in time, I'm pretty sure. Maybe not though. You know, maybe it's just me being optimistic for him. But either way, uh. Another good one, we had Gallows and Anderson going up against the Viking Raiders. Almost uh, called them out. Called out their finishing maneuver for a second. But no, uh, they had a good one. And neither one of those teams, when they both got disqualified off of just the, the chaotic nature of their offense. So, you know, it was... It was good stuff. I enjoyed uh, watching those guys get in there real fast and then not have a decided winner, only because both teams still are somewhat strong. I think the Viking Raiders went through uh, the B team real fast, and uh, I guess just the whole sequence of the match. It went, it flowed well. It went well. It was just a lot of teams. So um, ultimately. Uh, Ziggy and Robert Roode uh, won, and now they're gonna take on the Raw Tag Team Champions in Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman at Clash Champions in three weeks, streaming live on the WWE Network. Not bad. You know why I'm not mad? Because even though this was one of those rushed, hodgepodged put together teams out of nowhere just like with Sammy and Shinsuke I think that these guys can really play off of each other well we could get Robert Roode positioned for greatness I think this is almost somewhat of the same position that Chad Gable was in and we thought that there would be some form of dissension and maybe that you know, that idea was pulled just off of uh, the, the draw of the match. But we could see some great things out like of this. We've seen Ziggy do this before with Drew McIntyre. We've seen it. We've And, and now to be with uh, Robert Roode, who, in my opinion, definitely is, uh, his opportunity is well earned. I wouldn't say he deserves it, you know. But I think he's definitely uh, done a lot. And what he's been given to you know he's done what he's done what he can. You know, so he's out there, he gets the shot and he definitely made the most of it. They had a real good showing against the revival. The revival don't look any weaker in my opinion. I think they're on uh they've got a wave of momentum with him and them and Randy right now is almost uh It's almost a match made of heaven. It's just a lot of superstars right now. Uh I would even dare say in the hayman enhancement era where you know you see these guys and it, it's just really it, it it's it gives that feeling of true potential you know uh, moving forward like there there could be something special in one of these mixtures and we could have our next you know superstar that's on uh, heading to the top of the mountain or sharing the top of the mountain somewhat, like Becky and Charlotte right now, or Becky and uh, Sasha, right now, they're, uh, you know, Sasha's trying to uh, get some momentum back, the way the promos are going, it's just real good stuff with Becky saying that Sasha's back and she's greatness right now, but it's all because of her, because Shasha would have just came back and, hey guys, I'm back, then what, nah, she used Becky, so it, it, it's just good stuff right now, stop being mad and trying to talk down on it, because even though it is a little random, you guys begged for something new, and you're getting it, so please, uh, Ziggy and Robert Rude are going off to see the tag champions. What a raw tag Champions. This could be something good. It could be the, the thing, they could be the ones that like that fuse between uh Seth and Braun Strowman leading into their universal match. Also, at Clash of Champions, they'll be taking each other on later that night if they uh retain it, it. Definitely has power trip vibes all over, but we'll get into that in a little while. Either way, it was a good little 18 eight team tag team. Turmoil match (laughs) Very good stuff And it gets Superstars Valuable TV time Either way Leading into the uh, matchup now Between Natty and Sasha Finally uh, I believe this opened up the third hour Of the show Good match Cool back and forth They did their thing Uh, Move of the night goes to natty now if you guys can recall i've always a part of me started uh really uh, uh attaching myself to sasha from an in-ring perspective just off of how hard she goes in the ring you know sometimes remember it's it's a good offense it's a good defense with being able to you know uh reverse moves or counter moves and then it's it's being able to look good taking a move that released German suplex that Natty delivered phew, top move of the night for me I thought that was great Sasha almost kills herself once a night that was the spot it was a great landing from Sasha she has clearly been practicing and it's just good stuff either way uh, Sasha hit the locks in the bank statement and as hard as Natty fought. And she definitely fought for a while. She did she did have to tap out uh Sasha's locking her arms in and using her legs to um it just it was just great stuff. Both sides, I take nothing away from Natty. I think Sasha right now definitely needed the victory and um Yeah it, it you know we got what 3 weeks left so it's like two more episodes uh man we ain't I don't think we saw Becky but it's definitely going to be interesting now Sasha picked up a win That's, I think Sasha was uh up 3 I'm going to give a I'm going to give her a well, the beat down damn so we got to put up 6 off that you know just 6 points if she shot another 3 after beating Maddie and then beating her up again and then beating her up again you know, it's like, wow Becky has a, a hill to climb And she's the champion Defending that thing Like, I, I'm i all for it All for it I, I actually have a little bit of faith in Becky I don't have a pick in the race But I do think that Becky and Sasha Are really going to be able to show us Some excellent in-ring work And that's all that matters For real, for real. that's what it comes back to have to be able to have an excellent match i think that these two are gonna really uh lay into each other they're doing an excellent job thus far because becky's uh promo still hitting hard that was one of her better promos i would say of 2019 so far actually so she did they're doing great right now and uh sasha picking up that victory looked awesome so uh good stuff good segment and let's lead on into the next one now if you live near a sonic Go get the little car hop special deal. Something dollars two ninety nine. If you enjoy that sort of thing, uh, also because these guys brought us a matchup between Cedric Alexander and Cesaro. We already said needs no introduction, and Cesaro, y'all already know how I feel about the Swiss Superman. Great theme song change. It's one of the of the, of the recent theme song changes. I would say I like Cesaro's. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm not mad at it. Um, him and Cedric had a good match, a good back and forth. Uh, Cedric was getting his leg worked over. I uh, when he hit that lumbar check for the one, two, three, I definitely thought his leg was gonna pop off action figure style, but he was able to land it, pick up the victory over Cesaro, and uh, I mean, after all of that. Taking on someone that wants to be the best in the ring each and every time they go out there, uh, I don't know how much Cedric is gonna have left in the tank leading in the next week. Maybe he'll be at a hundred percent, hopefully. But he is of smaller stature, so uh, Cesaro being a little more, uh, you know, uh, seasoned on the main roster might, you know, have a little bit more butts inside right because. We know Cesaro was in the king of the ring tournament either way just to keep it all relevant um yeah cedric alexander picked up that victory and we're gonna see how the look i i got a prediction it's not really a prediction but i would like to see ricochet and cedric alexander go at it in what the i would say the conference finals <laughs> but uh in there in the raw finals of the king of the Ring tournament. We're going to see, though, how it all plays out because that's Babyface versus Babyface. It would be cool to see, you know, a match of respect. But, you know, it's not really up to any of us as to how this match gets booked. Either way, we look at it, it could be a good one. So, we'll find out. But, yeah, good segment all in all. All right. Now we're to the main event. AJ Styles, Braun Strowman. You, you, excuse me. You, U.S. Championship on the line. Uh, OC banned from ringside. Seth banned from ringside. Uh, the match is official. for uh, Clash of Champions between Braun and Seth now, uh, based on one of the interviews they had last week backstage with uh, Shriver. So uh, it was a it was a cool match. Uh, what happened? The O.C. came down after A.J. and Braun knocked out the ref. A.J. got some chair shots in. And uh, when uh, Braun got his bearings and the ref started, well, oh, Braun picked up the chair. <laughs> and A.J. went and played possum, knocked himself out, fell to the mat. And the ref is like, I, heard, I heard the chair shots. I heard the chair shots. And disqualifies Braun. That is actually very cool because, and I mean, just a nice little element, small little, just just something else they added to the match. You know, the referee has keen senses even though he is knocked out outside of the ring. You can see him stirring, trying to get up, and yeah, that makes sense. He can hear the chair shots. He gets up and he sees, you know, AJ laid out. And Braun is standing there with the chair in his hand. What do you think the referee is gonna going to assume? So it's it's good stuff. It was good. Uh, Braun loses and completely uh, destroys uh, the OC and AJ. Triple power bomb. Yeah, what? Well not triple power bomb. Pardon me. Uh, running power slams to all three. Uh, gave AJ the, the true running one at the end of the match. It was that, it was good stuff. I enjoyed it. So, that, ladies and gentlemen, was Monday Night Raw. Good good show. Flowed by quickly. And, um, definitely still has intrigue for the matches next week, in my opinion. I'm excited to see it. I hope you guys are also. But if you ain't, well, that's your problem. Shame on you. So, whatever. Um... Shouts to everybody to bring you the podcast each and every week. I will catch you guys tomorrow for Smackdown Live. Peace.